Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, I just want to uh, thank you for the many blessings you have provided my family and I, and just want to pray for our nation as a whole. Uh, I want to pray for Lafayette. I want to uh, just very thankful for the people that you have put in our paths, and just thank you for all your many blessings. Amen. Your name we pray. Amen. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I have been working on this guy for a long time to get him on the show. Everyone in Lafayette knows him, but they don't. It's Mr. Jeffrey Pollard. Uh, he is the owner of Pollard uh, Tree Farms, Rivers Bend Farms on Ridge Road, Penhook, and Broussard. Yes, Welcome sir. to the show, Jeffrey. Thank you, sir. It's a All pleasure. Right. This guy's got a big heart, and uh, um, he and I kind of hit it off from the first time I met him. We, we, we buy all our trees from them, and I'm sure many of our listeners do as well. I want to hear just a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jeffrey. Oh. <laughs> well, I grew up farming um, from as long as I can remember, and uh, been coming down here since probably sometime in elementary school. And live in a small town, um, Cross Nor. You, if you blink, you'll miss it. Cross Nor. That's North Carolina. That's not. That's not Louisiana. Uh, correct. And uh, that's pretty well it. <laughs> All right. So you have a, a, a big tradition, family tradition of, of of your tree farm and coming to Lafayette. Uh, I know most of you listeners know the farm. They know the place. It was Fisher's Daycare, right? Yes, sir. Uh, and that's a local family. But what was the connection? Why Lafayette? Give, give me a little bit of background on that. Well, uh, my dad had a partner, and uh, he loved the culture, the food, just everything about Louisiana here Amen. in La- Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, so come down here, they were partners, and um, they kind of split, went their different ways, and dad really enjoyed it down here. So he kept this retail location selling 300 trees the very first year mm. and uh 40 years later here we are that is cool so was his partner from louisiana or no he was from back home back in north carolina mm-hmm. any idea why or how they landed in lafayette because i always wondered that no don't know uh holy spirit like i said <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like i said just the culture and the people he just enjoyed coming down here i, I don't know his background tied to lafayette but uh take us forward you said 300 trees give me an idea of what what like in in 2022 here what kind of what kind of tree how many trees you sell oh it's uh quite a few thousands thousands yeah thousands that's awesome and uh so what i always want to know and i saw the beautiful pictures of your family uh and this guy lives in god's country over there i mean it is just like the blue ridge mountains i guess and uh, there's tree, Christmas trees forever. But how long does it take to grow a Christmas tree? Tell me kind of, give us that background process of how that works. Okay. Well, um, first of all, in the spring, we start planting and uh, putting in for the next rotation. And, you know, you're basically looking at a foot a year. So okay. your six-foot tree is going to be roughly six years old. Your 12-foot tree is going to be roughly 12 years old. Um, so you have to, before you harvest before you have your first income, you know, you're six years into the business. Wow. So you have to be very invested in this. So is there like six different plots? How does that work? You know, you got them all growing at different stages. Yes. Yeah. You have to look, you know, six years down the road when you plant and adjust for growth and, and all that like that. So 
you know, um, we're continuously planting every year to have the selection of, you know, five footers, six footers, seven footers, all the way up to 14, 15, 16 foot trees. Okay. So somebody goes in there with like a chainsaw and then they, they, they chop the, the, the sucker off, right? Yes, sir. And then they got to pull the root out. How does that work? No, it stays there. We just plant right <laughs> oh, beside the stumps. Okay. okay. No, no, no. When you cut it off, it'll die. Okay. And then you just plant right beside the stump. Now I'm a dummy, so tell me how. What are you planting? Is it a seed, or how do you? What's next? How do you? Uh, what's next is a seedling. We uh, we purchase all of our seedlings from uh, different seed seedling sources, and they're about five years old when we purchase them. I see. And they're about. Oh, eight to twelve inches out of the ground. I got you. Okay, cool. I mean, I never really knew or understood that process, and so you know, I guess we're going to talk about your faith and um, so many. I think of of the Bible, so many parts, and is about seeds and farming, right? I mean, it's so wrapped up in the Bible. And you mentioned to me that recently you've become a deacon in your church in North Carolina, and that piqued my attention, but. Give me a little background of, of the church you go to and how you became, how you decided to become a deacon over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I guess... Still trying to figure that one yeah, out, right? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't decided. I guess it was a calling. Um, I've been going to this church since probably before I can remember. Um, my parents were uh, very good about keeping us in church when we were younger. We had a very active youth group. Um, we really enjoyed going to church and um so about 10 years ago the first time they had asked me to become a deacon i kind of laughed at them you know said me (laughs) and uh you know i've been asked multiple times since then and you know just always kind of hung my head but you know i had a couple people that were very instrumental in helping me uh, get to this point. And, you know, they always said, you know, it's if you wait till you're good enough to become a deacon, then you'll never be a deacon. Mm. And, you know, I was like, you know, that that really makes sense. You know, all I can do is, is try daily to be a better person. And, you know, that's kind of what helped me, I guess, answer the calling. Um, you know, I had one one deacon that I looked up to, um, Mr. Reed, and he said, you know, you'll know when it's time. And, uh, boy, he was right. You know, I, I felt the, I felt the calling when he asked me this past time. What makes Mr. Reed so special? Um, he's just a very godly man. I mean, you know, there's, it's hard to explain. He, he's, He's just a solid Christian guy. I mean, when you think of a godly man, that would be Mr. Reed. But, you know, I have so many more that, you know, besides Mr. Reed, Mr. Mr. Paul Wiseman, definitely my dad, uh, P.D. Daniels, Roy Malba, that were all very instrumental in getting me to this point. That's awesome. Give me a, a sneak peek. You 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 live in such a beautiful place, and I don't know what your prayer life looks like. If you know, I think it would be pretty cool and easy and nice to wake up into those mountains and and find God over there. But um, what's your prayer life look like, and has it changed over time? Yes, it's definitely changed over time. Um, I can uh, tend to get busy, uh, and you know, sometimes you just got to slow down. You know, I've got my spot. I like to ride up on the farm, 
um, and just go up there and just be alone, just have my time and not be in a rush. Uh, you know, I feel like sometimes my, my prayer life is rushed uh, in the vehicles or at night before you go to bed or, you know, in the mornings. And, you know, I like to try to find time to ride up and just be alone. Sounds so peaceful. I mean, we're, I'm jealous. Uh, you know, you have this beautiful farm in the mountains that you're able to pray. That just sounds so wonderful. I mentioned to you in my office, I really would love to know your perspective on the Cajun culture and the people here. You know, you mentioned that uh, your dad was attracted to it, but you've met so many. You were mentioning you duck hunted with some of, some of the people down in South Louisiana. But what is, is your impression of this crazy town we live in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the, the people, the culture, it's all, I mean, I love it. We, we feel like we're... Uh, you know, home away from home. Uh, we come down here. We have people that invite us into their homes and say, "Yeah, come, you know, come eat with us, come hang out with us." And uh, you know, we get so many home cooked meals down here. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, the, the culture difference is is amazing. We get together back home, you know, once or twice a month. Where y'all get together once or twice a week. Here, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just like family. You know, we've got people <clears throat> got a. Uh, couple families that have uh, come up to visit us on a regular basis we come visit them on a regular basis and uh, you know I've just made friends lifetime friends here that's just incredible favorite restaurants in town oh for sure yeah for sure. come on throw a couple of those yeah. out what do you like <laughs> oh Dwight's definitely but uh, there's yeah. a little bit of a tie to Dwight's uh, yeah. dad Dad's first lot was on Johnson Street across from Dwight's interesting so dad and Dwight got to be friends way back when um there was a payphone on dwight's restaurant so that's how he would call back home way back and uh you know uh, when he was first coming down he didn't have the money to 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 get a room so he would take and go fill up five gallon buckets at dwight's restaurant set them in the sun and take a bath out of the no five way. gallon bucket. Yep. No way. That is how he started. So and you would know. have to explain to kids what a phone booth is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have yeah. to definitely explain that to my kids. And I think that's where Hampton Toyota or even Corville to back in the day, that was the Toyota dealership as I recall, being mm -hmm. across from Dwight's. But that's where the tree farm started, huh? That's where it started that four is years ago. Cool. That's awesome. Boil crawfish? You like you like oh, that? Oh yeah. Yeah, we actually have uh we try to have at least one uh crawfish boil a year up at the house. Oh, do you? Okay. Yep. Who cooks that? I do. Do you really? Oh, yeah. You know how to do that? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we you must have been taught. We we do the gumbos, the etouffees. Oh, get out of town. So you can you make a gumbo? Oh, yes. What kind? Chicken and sausage. All right. You make your own roux? Oh, yeah. Come on, I'm Jeffrey. I am impressed. So, just so you know, chicken and sausage gumbo is my specialty as well. And uh, I, I uh, my my kids, they'll come from far and near to come eat my gumbo. But that's fantastic. So, what I do, just we're sharing recipes. You know, I, I do make my own roux, and you gotta you gotta go slow and low and, and, mm -hmm. and get it real dark. Uh, but I use Carrie's dry roux. I, I put a, a little bit of that in there as well. And uh, that's awesome. So, do you have? Uh, you must have a favorite sausage that you put in your gumbo. What kind you use? Oh my goodness! Savoies or Richards? Sa yeah, Savoies, but Savoies is hard to get up home. I um, bet we get a Koneka sausage. Yeah, that is very good. That we can get up home. That's very good in there. 
That's awesome. Good deal. That's so cool. All right. Well, you are truly an honorary Cajun, no question about it. Uh, so I guess um, you got you didn't mention your family, but tell me a little bit about. Um, I know you have three children, right? Yes, sir. And they're all young, and uh, and talk about your family and where, like, where you met your wife. <laughs> well, I actually met my wife at church. Uh, she was in the youth program. We knew each other for years and years, and you know. Never really had an interest in dating, and then all of a sudden, um, I guess we hit it off and uh, started talking, dated for five years. Mm-hmm. We've been married for 15. Fantastic. And we have uh, three children. Uh, Griffin's 12 years old. Annie Grace is nine, soon to be 10. And then our surprise was Lola, <laughs> and she's three now. Okay, and maybe more kids coming, or that's it? That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> And Griffin, is he going to pick up the family business? Maybe. That's what he says. He's, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he says he, he wants to be a fireman and uh, grow trees. You know, some people, their kids, either the parents or the kids, don't want to get in the family business. And uh, I have three daughters, and I, that is my prayer. I hope that they will, one of them at least, you know, get in our business. But, uh yeah, that's that's a big tug and a push, you know, with families. But that's so interesting. I want to remind our listeners: you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's guest is Jeffrey Pollard. Uh, he is the owner of Rivers Bend Farm. Uh, where does that name come from? Um, we actually had a river or a farm, a farm on Two River, and there was a huge bend in, okay. the, in the river there. And so that's kind of on your from. property. Yes, sir. That is cool. So I know you like to fish and hunt uh, uh, too back at home, but um, uh, do the kids get? Are they old enough to start doing that now a little bit? Oh yeah, yeah. Griff is. Um, Griff's been. He's lucky. We'll just put it to that. I bet he's twelve years old. He's already killed uh, three deer, two turkeys, and a bear. That's awesome. A bear. And, oh my. And one year, I think he, I think it was when he was ten. He had, he killed all three in one year, Good one night. season. I mean, a spectacular turkey, eleven-inch beard turkey, wow. um, a seven-point deer buck, and uh, a black bear. So I think that's why you hit it off in Louisiana too much too, because you know you like to fish and hunt. Uh, we, we, we're right there with you on that. You know, this is sport, sportsman's paradise, is what we we call our place. But um, tell me about is your son old enough to get into his faith life and how has it, how do you and him share share god yes um he was actually saved at 10 okay um he he felt the pull the need and um so uh, we went to the preacher at that time and we talked and you know i let them go off on their own because i didn't want to have any persuasion and uh you know, they came back and the preacher said, "Yes, he mm-hmm. he he knows his faith. Um, you know, it's it's not just a feeling. He's you know he's he knows it. And, it's the real uh, deal." So so Jeffrey's Baptist. The show is Cajun Catholic. A bunch of crazy Catholics in South Louisiana. But uh, do you guys get to go to mass here in Louisiana sometimes? Not too much. Well, no, because um, we're open seven days a week. But we yeah. do our own devotions on sunday morning uh, we pull the full-time staff in and we meet at eight o'clock and we have uh my mom actually when she's here she leads the devotion um that's awesome during sunday morning tell us more about that i want to hear it here a little bit how, how long does that go and what, what what's what, what goes on 
Well, uh, she usually shares a short devotion, and uh, we take prayer requests and prayers. And uh, it's fortunate enough, uh, she did a uh, rock. See it? Um, this past Sunday. Okay. Was Jesus is our rock. And so she painted a cross on a rock and uh, did scripture, 2 Samuel 22, 2, Psalms 31, 3, Matthew 9, 24. And uh, we gave this out to each of our employees, um, you know. So How awesome is that? So, you know, that's just a little something I've been carrying around in my pocket. You know, I'm probably... But that's just from this year? Yeah, that's just from this year. You should see this rock. It's so cool. It's got a beautiful cross on it. And then last Sunday, we uh, she hands out a dot. She did that two years ago. And uh, so we picked somebody to pray for. Um, we've either drawn numbers or drawn names, or we've said pray for the person to your right or to your left. And then she hands out a little dot. And that little dot is to remind you to pray for your person. Um, that is awesome. The, uh, the year. It's, it's on his iPhone. Yep. So y'all got it going on over there. So I tell you what, yeah. you know, you could be very proud. I know most of the people in Lafayette are buying their trees over there, but this is like the backstory, right? And uh, and Christmas is about Christ, and um, you know. Uh, so I've always wondered this million dollar question, Jeffrey. This one's just for you. What kind of tree do you have in your house? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the biggest and the best. Uh huh. It's a big one. It is. It How is. big? Come on, we want to know. Give us. Uh, we're talking like twenty feet here. No, I don't. I don't want to say the biggest and the best, but yeah. it's uh, it's definitely big. About fourteen. Wow. Okay. And did, what do you? When do you cut it? When do y'all do all that? Well, fortunately, the uh, the guys back home already have it up when I get home. But okay, I'm in charge of uh, getting lights and decorating the top part mm. of it. Anyway, you got people for that. How many people do you guys employ? Oh, jeez. We probably uh, 15 to 20 men back home. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have 24 full-time staff that are from all over the world. Um, we've got guys that come from Arizona, Tennessee, North Carolina, here in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. And then we employ probably between 40 and 50 temporary employees, high school guys to college guys to guys working on the side here in Lafayette. How do you find those guys? Word of mouth, um, we have been uh, truly, truly, truly blessed with a wonderful staff. Um, you know, my my full time staff is just incredible. They're they're the backbone to our business. You know, without without a, a full time staff like like I've got, you could not pull this off. Um, and I have been very fortunate. You know, I've I've got great leaders and and spots. I've got Toby Dome, who's been with us for. Um, 15, 16 years, something like that. 16, baby, that's my number. I want to say he started in 07, I believe, yeah. So 15 years this year, and um, we actually raised money for his family Mm. this year. Uh, His uh, daughter, she's 17, has scoliosis, and she's going to have to undergo some surgeries in New York. So we did a little fundraiser this year for them, and – you know, he's been a lifelong friend. Um, God, uh, that's so nice. Multiple, multiple guys that are from here that that have been instrumental in where we're at today. Uh, Tell me about the work ethic of the kids here. Decent. Yes. Yeah. It bad. is. It is. We've actually uh, 
most of the guys this year were very good, very solid. Yeah, you know, I think I think I'm always a big proponent of the youth, especially here in Acadiana, and I think that they're special and they're better than we were when we were kids. I can tell you. Uh, but you know, I guess you feel the same way because you get you're making contact with these kids on a different level. That's probably most of their parents aren't even, but but they're good kids, huh? Yes, that's awesome. That's wonderful. And I know you uh, you're, you're such a good leader, and uh, they're lucky to have you. Hopefully, they go on as entrepreneurs, and that's where it starts, right? I mean, it starts somewhere like the tree form. Yep. Yeah, and then they go on and they become uh, who knows, you know, uh, gumbo uh, aficionados. So tell me. Uh, just a few minutes left on the show and um so give me some stories uh heartwarming stories what's some of your your stories about that you've enjoyed over the years here in lafayette selling trees to people or uh how i mean people buy trees all from thanksgiving all the way out right so you know last minute you're doing a lot of trees yeah there's uh gosh i'll pick a couple um one of them is uh there was a teacher came to one of the uh, one of the pinhook location, and Stephen Johnson um, was our manager at that time over there. And uh, so he t- he spoke with the teacher, and um, so they all made little uh, Christmas trees. They 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 would cut a slice of the stump, drill some holes in it, poke some tips in it, and make little trees for your desktop. Well, they had a girl in the classroom that her family couldn't afford a tree, so the teacher asked her ask if we could do something and steven said absolutely so we donated a tree and somewhat rigged the drawing so she (laughs) she won the tree because you know her family couldn't afford it and you know that was uh that's awesome that was a very touching story my my dad has a hard time telling that story um and then uh one year we were breaking down didn't have a tree on the lot and uh this woman stopped by, and uh, she was almost in tears because she had bought our trees for years and years and years and just couldn't stand the fact that she wasn't going to have one of our trees, you know, to last as long. And Dad said, well, let me get your name and number and address, and let me see what I can do. And uh, we've got a company back home that ships trees. So they went and cut one of our trees and had it wow. shipped to her. And so she was still able to enjoy one of our trees. How about that? That service right there, baby. That's yep. like Uber tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. I love that. Uh, how do y'all celebrate Christmas back at home? Oh, definitely with the family. It's yeah. uh, it's an all day, a three day or, or uh, affair. Right. Christmas Eve, big deal. That's oh yeah, a, uh, yeah. All right. Here's the million dollar question: Do y'all open gifts on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve? Christmas morning. After uh, we usually read the Christmas, the Christmas story. Wow! And then we have Christmas. That is so cool. We do Christmas Eve, and I hate it, you know. And I think a lot of people in Acadiana, I think, do Christmas Eve as well. Uh, Not as many do Christmas Day. Um, I think for me, it was a grandparents thing. Like we'd go to their house and do, and then when they passed on, we didn't get to do that really much anymore. But I want to. I want to, I'd love to move my tradition to Christmas Day, but I'll just speak for the dealership. We, we've gone to, to Jeffrey's Farm. <laughs> as far as I can remember, we're 80 years old, but always come there, and they always do a great job and take good care of us. We buy a lot of Christmas trees and uh, just uh, always look forward to it, always look forward. It's always like uh, good, uh, the Friday, Black Friday, I think, is our day to go buy trees, you know. 
but uh, that's fantastic. So uh, just going to continue to expand. Tell us about the the price of trees. I guess they've gone up a little with inflation, but uh, is that is that been a problem this year? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, we tried to maintain last year's prices. Uh-huh. Um, things been up a little bit, but uh, you know we we haven't had many increases over the years. We hated to go up. Uh, you know, we held our price till four or five years ago, and, mm-hmm. and it got to the point we just couldn't with uh, the price of freight, the price of uh, product, fertilizer, chemicals. So to, to grow those trees, are you tending to them very often? I mean, you have to what, – what's the process in keeping those things going? Oh, it's a full-time job. Yeah. Um, January and February is kind of our only uh, – downtime we're mm-hmm. still cleaning fields we've still got stuff to do maintaining equipment and then uh late february march planting starts um after planting we go into fertilizing um, and all this is done by hand um then we go into our roundup herbicide sprays and our pesticide sprays and then we go into trimming um so we're we're fighting constantly fighting weeds till july in July, we uh, the trees stop growing, and we can start our tagging processes, marking which ones are going to come to the retail locations, and then they'll start trimming and tipping, and then we'll continue weed suppression till it's time for harvest. Just unbelievable! Y'all do such an awesome job. Tell me, you've been a deacon for just a few years, but give me some of your best experiences, or what are your duties as a deacon? Uh basically just uh running the church um the behind the scenes um you know and i'd always had the misconception that uh a deacon was i don't more like a priest i guess or or a spiritual leader yeah and and that's more the elders Mm -hmm. um but you know that was that was my misconception. So yeah, we we basically do the runnings of the church, and uh, have to know your Bible pretty good. I mean, you have yes. to read. Yeah. What what where where are you now in the, your Bible, or what what can you share with us, or your favorite story, or quote, or uh, any maybe a Bible character that you you resemble? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. A Bible. Mm, I hate to say that. Uh, Mm. or where do you guys and like in your fa- like for me like um i'm you know really into matthew and 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 we've been reading a lot of that lately. yes yeah. yes um we have been uh i just drew uh, drawing a blank um <laughs> y'all do a gospel do you do a gospel reading in, in your mass every day how's that work is an old testament reading and a new that's kind of how we do it um no no we we really um they don't do a a reading they um uh, you know he'll read a new scripture ever every sunday mm-hmm. and then um he'll teach on that bit of a scripture it could be a verse could be a chapter mm-hmm. you never know and mass is generally an hour or so more than mm-hmm. that? about an hour about an yeah. hour very good well, again, you've been a blessing to all of us in Acadiana. Thank you so much for what you and your family do. I hope that uh, you do feel at home. I feel like you're a part of our family, and you know, uh, I hope our friendship will always continue. And yes. know that uh, you'll be in my prayers, and I ask for yours. 
Thank you, sir. All right. Absolutely. You've been listening to Jeffrey Pollard on Cajun Catholics. Uh, as always, um, we always ask you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. For previous uh, podcasts, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and search Cajun Catholics, and you can find this episode and many others. Again, uh, thank you for being here, Jeffrey. God bless you and your family. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right.